right, welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Green Room Podcast, the late night edition here, I guess early morning, early morning on Friday, following, I mean, a game for the ages uh, in the NCAA tournament, Sweet 16 game, ended up, it was one of those games where you just didn't want it to end, um, no matter who won, you just didn't want it to end, yeah. it was so much fun to watch, but it did end. It didn't end well for Michigan State. Uh, 98-93 losers to Kansas State in overtime. Um, I believe the first overtime game of the tournament. And um, what a game. I mean, I don't know how um, I don't know how you write a game story for this game, Matt. <laughs> um, when it was just, I mean, it was it was literally, uh, I mean, a 12-round heavyweight title bout. I mean, that's what it felt like. I mean, it was just one blow after another. Um, and uh, in the end, I mean, Michigan State made the plays, but, uh, you know, made some big plays. Obviously, the big big bucket by Walker to get to overtime. Uh, they came out well in overtime. But just tonight, Kansas State made every big shot um, the entire night, it seemed like. Um, and, of mm-hmm. course, led by their point guard, just an unbelievable yeah. effort by Mr. Noel. <laughs> I mean, and nothing more he could have done. 20 points, yeah. but uh, um, 19 assists. Um, uh, he just found that. I mean, the passing ability of that guy, but we'll talk about it. But just, uh, I mean, it had to be, you've covered this beat for a long time. You've covered Final Fours. You've covered big games. I can't imagine you've seen a whole lot of games that were that spectacular. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think uh, what it would be like. The, the, and I always wonder for a fan, like, is it is it tougher to swallow these? Um, and when you had chances, I mean, when Tyson Walker hit that three in overtime to put him up three, I thought, well, they get a, one stop here is all they need, and they're going to win. Well, there were a lot fine, of points, if you there, get were a, there were a lot of points where you felt like if they get one stop and they just yeah, Kansas State would just the problem was it to happen. They couldn't get us. They couldn't get a stop. No, but I, um, yeah, I always wonder: is it tougher for a Michigan State fan to swallow that, or if you just got you know your ass handed to you? It's because it's you're you're part of this classic game, and everyone's going to talk about that game, but you lost it. You know what I mean? So it's like it's that odd feeling of, yeah, that's great, you know, <laughs> but uh, the other team is dancing at the end, and it was. You're right. The whole heavyweight bout sort of cliches. They're all in there. Um, but that's honestly what it what it felt like. I, you know, I'll grab my notes here in a second, but the lead changes just over just in just in overtime was ridiculous. But then you saw if you look in that second half, you know, uh Kansas State goes up nine real early in the half, and you're like, oh boy, this might get away. And then three, four minutes later, Michigan State's taking the lead on a AJ Hoger three-point play. You think it might turn, and then Kansas State goes up seven. With what three something to go, and you really think it's over then. And next thing you know, Ager or Tyson Walker is making another one of these crazy left-handed runners to tie the game. Um, and then it's you know the back and forth throughout overtime. I mean, there's we're we're going to sit here and we could dissect so many different plays late in regulation and overtime and say if they just would have done that mm-hmm. or just would have done this. Um, to me, that's I mean, that's kind of just basketball, right? I mean, yeah, Malik Hall missed a free throw at the end of reg- late in regulation that could have made a difference. And then you missed one in overtime that made a difference. Um, yeah, you know, you have an yeah. offensive rebound, you give up. Here. 
Hauser, Joey Hauser, but roughly a 90% free throw shooter misses the front end. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a turnover basically. And that's when the game was starting to get out of hand again. And it's, you go back and look at all these things and say, okay, if this one thing doesn't happen or say they don't give up with the most ridiculous lob pass I've ever seen it with the game tied at 92 in overtime, when, when Marquise Noel throws this lob pass from 30 freed out, my first reaction is what the hell is this idiot doing? I'm thinking he just threw the ball away. And of course, that doesn't happen, and Keontae Johnson soars through the air and hammers it home like it was the plan all along. I mean, just all these little yeah. things. You, Let's you talk lose, about that play really quick. You lose a game like this, it's yeah. – it's, Oh, that play? Let's talk about that yeah. play. All right, it's so there's some, there's some debate, supposedly, there's debate yeah. online that's uh, – because if you haven't seen the video of this ridiculous play, Noel's dribbling the ball up. He crosses half court. He looks to his coach – who is appears to be arguing with him about a play, and he seems to be arguing with them back about the play, and they seem to be having an animated discussion. And the next thing you know, he lobs the pass. And yeah. Johnson goes soaring through the air and dunks it down. Now there are people on Twitter, they they the conspiracy theories theorists out there, the detectives, the sleuths insist that that was a set play of him arguing with his coach because if you look. Right when he lobs the pass, the coach gives a little hand motion pointing to the basket, and then he lobs it, no look, and goes soaring through the air. Now, after the game, the Kansas State coach said that it was not a set play, that uh, that's just a vision. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. All right. Someone asked him after – someone asked him after, not in the press – Right. I contend, I don't care what he said to this person who tweeted it. Yeah. That was a play. That looked like it to me. So they get asked, they both get asked at the podium in the press conference, and they immediately are smiling. Right, right. And kind of like looking at each other. And, you know, Noel gives the cheapish grin and then says, well, that's a basketball play as Jerome Tang's looking at him laughing. Like, of course, yeah, they didn't say that's our play. And later you could say, no, that wasn't the play. That was the friggin' play. Right. Come on. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, it's like, it's, did they need it to execute it? I don't know, but. Yeah, it's just one of those such absurd. I mean, it's almost like little giants with Mark D'Antonio, right? I mean, yeah, you never yeah. see it unless it works. I mean, it's something that you practice maybe, but you'll never see it unless it won the perfect time, and that was the perfect time. But if you look at him, they're they're screaming at each other, which seemed abnormal to be doing that at that time yeah. of the game. And then right when he lobs it, you could see like a little hook with the hand with from the coach, like he's there now. Go ahead, you know and. I mean, look, if it wasn't, it was amazing vision by a kid who has amazing vision. I mean, the passes he made in the first half were unbelievable. Um, I mean, he could play baseball. He could pitch. I mean, he he could probably throw a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. That's how good his passes are. Uh, Amazing vision. So if it wasn't a set play, amazing vision. But if it was a set play, which Mm -hmm. I agree with you, I think it was – that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's just so <laughs> – and, I mean, just the camera angles that caught it and got it on Twitter. And uh, it's a great play by a kid. And the guts, and the, you know, yeah, the guts to do it. One great play after another tonight. Um, yeah. Playing hurt. The notion that the coach should have been hollering at him is crazy. Well, yeah. What yeah. was there to holler at him? Exactly, exactly. You know, it was uh, it was cool. I mean, it look, you know, those are the type of plays that are so absurd that you only see them when they work and they only see them at the perfect time. And that was the perfect time. They needed to play and they got it. And um, 
You know, that was one where like I couldn't even fault Michigan State on that one. There were there were some plays where you could definitely fault Michigan State's defense inside. Yeah. Especially Matt sure. Matty Sissoko had a rough game um inside, no question about that. Um and there was just too many easy buckets on the inside, which led to a lot of his assists, by the way. And by the way, he did have 19 assists, this Noel kid. Well, just can't say enough about him. What a game and what a tournament he's tournament, having. Tournament record. Tournament well, yeah, record. 19. What a tournament he's having. He had 19 assists. It just so happens that his teammates made every shot when he passed the ball. <laughs> I mean, every three-pointer, really every well. tough jumper, yeah. you name it, they, they made it um, to give him the 19 assists, but – what a game, though. I mean, look, you guys talked about him in their previous podcast. You and Wojo broke him down and said he was going to be a task, a challenge. Um, I, I wasn't expecting that. I mean, what a player. What a player. Yeah. And then he makes the chucks in the bank three at the end of the clock when he's falling down, right after he comes in after rolling his ankle, which apparently didn't slow him down at all. Uh, <laughs> the funny thing is, so they bank in that three at the end in, in Tom Izzo's world that happened more than once, which it didn't. It, just happened the one time um they did make some it, it, like we're talking about the backs and forth back and forth they go up 80 to 80 to 75 late in regulation there when the masood kid hits like a 27 footer now he's a pretty good shooter but i, I think you're gonna live with a 27 foot contested shot late in the clock and these guys those are the kind of shots they were making and look michigan state made some big shots late but they also had some pretty good looks, both Joey and Tyson Walker that didn't go. Yeah, they were going in the first half and they didn't go. Um, yeah, even in when they even when they came back from down, you know, down seven here late in regulation, and Tyson made one, Jaden Akins made one right before that. Joey had made one in the corner that put him up three. Yeah. So they were starting to really hit. And then in that man, in that overtime, they had a couple looks, both Tyson and Joey, that didn't go that really might have I've been the difference. And it, look, it's hard to criticize these guys. And I, I will tell you that Malik Hall, Joey Hauser were both pretty hard on themselves after the game. Both of them passed up what looked like better shots they could have gotten on that last possession as well. Um, and Tyson Walker got the ball swiped from them. They were all kind of trying to take the blame. And to me, it's just, it's one of these games, you know, you're not going to be perfect. There's going to be mistakes. You could go back and look at 15 different mistakes and say maybe if, you know, but who knows how the games play out after those things. And, you know, Kansas State made mistakes too. They did actually miss some shots. I know it didn't seem like it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's it's just the way it goes sometimes. And you got a great player, to me, who really made the difference. I mean, it was a great game, and they had a guy who was just that much, that tiny bit much better than everybody else and makes everybody around him better. And, and that was, I mean, that was it. Yeah, the, I mean, the little, the littlest guy on the court played the biggest yeah. so no question about that. And he was, man, I tell you what, the dude from Harlem, he was loving it. Mm -hmm. That dude was having a blast. He looking over at the Michigan state group. There was Mateen Cleves and Steve Smith and, uh, Charlie Bell. Isaiah Thomas was sitting with these well, guys. Was, I have no was, idea how that came about. Well, he but well, Matt Ishby was there. He's looking. There's a supposed connection yeah. between Ishby and Thomas, but that was an interesting thing. Isaiah Thomas, yeah, is Ishby is one, one of the best short short point guards of all time. Watching this short point guard just yeah have a night to remember. And and Noel, every big play he was making late was turning over there, telling them all about it. <laughs> and it was, I mean, it was all good fun. It right. wasn't like it, it was. It was kind of an interesting 
interesting uh, sidebar to everything, seeing that go on. And someone says he looked up right before the lob pass was dribbling up and looked over there and said, watch this. <laughs> and then dribbled up and then he threw that lob pass. I mean, the dude is, he's, he's a hell of, he's having a hell of a run and he uh, is very confident himself right now. Well, and he, <laughs> It's and hard he, to knock him though, man. No, he, and he, and I'll say this, he did really go out of his way in the post game presser to say this was it, Michigan State was awesome. He called it a rocky fight, mm-hmm. just going back and forth at each other. So it wasn't he, he's a pretty like he's an easy guy to get behind and probably well, yeah. for the rest of the way if you're a Michigan State fan. That's the thing. I mean, watching this game, I mean yeah, if you're a Michigan State fan, it sucks, you know. Um but you also as a sports fan have to live in the moment and appreciate what you're watching. And I've watched – I mean, I've seen a lot of college basketball in person this year. Um, I've seen a lot of college basketball over the last five, ten years. And there's I, – I can't say that I've been that enthralled in a game in years. I mean, I'm mean, just into it. You know, I, yeah. I, I really didn't care who won. I just I just thought it was fascinating. I mean, because I thought it was over, and then it wasn't. And then I thought it was over the other way, and it wasn't. And, um, Michigan State, look, this wasn't like time, as I said, it wasn't his best team. It wasn't a deep team, and I think that caught up to him, I think, at the end. Um, they weren't quite as deep yeah. as Kansas State. Kansas State could make some substitutions late based on offense-defense matchups. Michigan State really couldn't do that. Um, you know, when, you, when, you're, when you're not that deep and you have a couple of your guys not playing great, then you're really, you know, it's it's tough to overcome that. And I think you saw that tonight. Sissoko wasn't great. I don't think uh, Willie Hall was great. Um, you know, you had, you know, you had some guys step up. But early in the game, I mean, where this guy, I mean, this guy's dishing these assists. I mean, just amazing assists. But um, their game plan was pretty good because, he, you know, they, they he got he got Michigan State to sell out on him driving and just left yeah. all these guys open. And, and Michigan State, I think, Took a little too long to adjust to that. You saw it early in the second half, though. They didn't. They didn't sell out on him anymore, and he would. They were, they were going to make him shoot it if he was going to go up, and it didn't work out well for him. But early on, he got them to bite on him and uh, collapse around him, and I think that uh, that definitely set the tone early. Yeah, and the help side defense still was never was never great. No, there was the spurts where it got better, but yeah. Tom said too. He thinks sometimes guys got a little mesmerized. Guys that weren't covering him. Mm-hmm. would get caught kind of watching him not you know you know and then lose their guy a little bit and you know that's going to happen in a game like that but the other thing that's kind of interesting that I completely didn't notice until I'm looking at the box score to the game AJ Hogard scored a career high 25 points he played well and he played and that, well he played well in those that two minute spurt too late where he basically yeah. took over the game he, was, he did uh, he was I mean impressive. he he goes 10 of 11 from the line. I mean, so, you know, eight, you know, Tyson makes that three, and then AJ a couple times under. He gets a three-point play after that, gets another runner in the lane. It just felt like he is deciding we're not losing this game. And Tom, as we even said in that overtime, we felt I felt like we were going to win. Mm-hmm. You know, and it did have that feel for a second, but, yeah, I don't know. I was just, uh, you know, was just, you know when we talked about how the margin of error was so small for this team in general, not even just against Kansas yeah. State, but in general, the margin for error for this team, we knew it was going to be small. It wasn't the best team that I've ever had. It was a talented team, and it was a fun team to watch at times. But a couple of just plays. I mean, the ball off the fingertips, the, the three-pointer by Noel, mm-hmm. uh, would barely graze. It was a, was it a Hogarth's fingertips or 
Uh, oh, guards, it was tough to see too. It was. It was off. You, it was. You could watch. You yeah. could see the ball deflect. It was definitely off his fingertips. And you know, there's a play where um, a couple of things went wrong. I mean, first of all, the ball ended up in bounds. I mean, Michigan State guy could have grabbed it, you know, but thought that it was near. Yeah. So let it go. Uh, and obviously that was big. They make the they make the bucket right after that for a three point lead. And then the three pointer shot in the corner for Michigan State, where there's a foul on another player. Um, where if that three pointer goes in because he was up when the foul was called, mm-hmm. that three pointer would have counted and he would have got a free throw shot. So um, just you know, small things, little things that just. Yeah. But you just when you know you just sometimes you get a sense even in close games and back and forth and Michigan State led and then Kansas State had the big lead and whatever. And, but uh, even when Michigan State took that lead, you know, there's certain things you see in a game and you just are like, man, it's got to be their night. And you just felt like maybe it's Kansas State's night. And like you mentioned, yeah. the, the bank three with time expired, yeah. you know, by Noel. I mean, what a shot. I mean, there were people that said he traveled there. I Come on. I mean, look, maybe, you know, but traveling is, you know, not often called when, you know, when you're in motion. <laughs> it was a pretty amazing shot. Let's not take it away from the kid. And um so that was amazing but look it all comes down to the hat michigan say had their chance at the end mm-hmm. uh, tom Izzo is great out of a timeout i mean he he knows how to draw plays i mean people are bitching about him on twitter now but oh you know what, what was that all about well you know they forget that the previous three timeouts that michigan state had the ball out they drew up a play and made the play or whatever it was you know so i mean he knows how to drop a play um they just didn't well, get they, a shot off, you know they didn't get a shot yeah off. and and Tom talked about it after they essentially got what they wanted, but again, it was you saw both Joey and Malik pass up. Like the the original option was a double screen to Tyson; it wasn't there. But you had your next two options had looks for a three and didn't take them. And I think it's one of those things we talked about this before that I think both Joey and Malik said they thought they could still get a better shot. Now, in retrospect, if they, if you would have told them in that very moment, Tyson's going to be not going to be able to get one off, and he's you know Noel's going to be in his face, then, well, yeah, hell yeah, they would have shot the ball. But I just think it was in their mind like this isn't a great shot. I think we can get a better one if I kick it over. Um, you don't know at that time that when you get it back to Tyson, he's not going to be able to get a shot off. So it's the play essentially worked for the most part. It just, no one pulled the trigger because they thought they'd get a little better, you know, and it's, yeah. and it's see, a I think, tough thing, you know? I do think in that situation that you need to, I mean, I think obviously, I mean, it's easier said that it's easier to sit here and watch the game from home and criticize and whatever, but with 13, 14, whatever, 15 seconds left, um, yeah. You know, if it's not there for Tyson right away, then, I mean, someone's got to get a shot of and that, And that was the, that's the sour thing to this game where it's an amazing game, just an amazing experience watching this game. And you just wish that it didn't have, I mean, whether they make the shot or not, you just wish that it didn't have to end yeah. that way. I mean, like I put on Twitter, it was 44 minutes and 50 seconds of the best basketball I've ever seen combined, you know, but it was yeah. just it had to end that way to not get a shot off. And then of course you hear the people on Twitter saying, Oh, that, you know, I could have watched, you know, Michigan, you know, finish a game like this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, Michigan's not in the tournament. They lost in the NIT, but that's the nonsense. point. That's, um, that's but, the thing I'm, I'm going to, that'll make me a little annoyed. If I see people question, like how many times could this Michigan state team have folded in that game and say, we're good. Oh, lots. they could have done it early in the second half. They could have done it down they seven. Done it with, they could have done it against Marquette. They could have done it against USC. Yeah. They're and down it, seven with four minutes to go. And you think this is it. That's done. 
mm-hmm. every single time they came back. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard someone the other day question that like, I'm not sure if they're tough enough mentally. I was like, what kind of what the hell are you talking about? Mm-hmm. The mental part isn't the part I question with this team ever. It was always whether they had the guys, whether they had the depth. All those things were they simply physically good enough? It, I would never question this team's mental approach. Some of the stuff they went through this year, and just in games like this. I mean, you're right. You mentioned the Marquette game; they could have done it absolutely. And t- twice in the second half tonight, they could have easily cashed it in and would have been on. You know, we just said, "Well, yeah, Marquette." You know, uh, Kansas State just took over, and they didn't. And so you know the last play didn't work out. It's just like you know, look, some people aren't going to be just, happy unless they're just, playing. You just so, want to see him, you just want to see yeah. him get the shot off, and that's you know just any shot. And Joey you had do. Joey had yeah. the shot. In in, yeah. in looking at the video, Joey had the shot. He had four feet of space, and he just hesitated just a little. He did. Even a pump a fake, I'm a guy and, and take it. But. Yeah, he he just hesitated a split second, and then he the the space was gone and. He didn't get it off, and so that's unfortunate. But uh, you know, to hear the people, and when we predict this, you know, we talked about this uh, before the last podcast, before this game, we talked about you know when they lose, there'll be fans criticizing Izzo, and you know, and that's exactly what it is on social media. And my point is, Izzo called several plays out of timeouts that worked at the end of that game, late in that game. So okay, and Izzo isn't out there. (laughs) There. They had shots to take. His players didn't take them. It was a mental lapse at a bad time, and it ended what was a phenomenal game and will always be considered a phenomenal game. I mean, I remember I remember the game. Look, even if it's a loss, I'm going to remember this game for – I mean, I remember the, the Gonzaga loss in Hawaii. You know, remember that one with Adam Morrison. Yeah. Back when, you know, but I remember it. it was a great game. It was a loss, but you'll remember this game. and. So 98-93, Kansas State. Uh, Kansas State gets FAU now. FAU beat Tennessee. Uh, the hoop. Isn't that funny hoop. on the bracket? What a hoop, what a hoop you know. <laughs> That's the thing. We the talk- bracket falls, man. We talked about this tournament. I- we talked about how wide open it was. And specifically, we talked about how wide open this East region was. And yeah. uh, any of these four teams could could be in the Final Four. I mean, easily. You know, mm-hmm. went one way or the other. and. Um, but what a hoot for the Owls, and they'll, they'll be going on to uh, play uh, Kansas State on Saturday. Um, what a hoot for the Owls. Look at you. It's like you're writing headlines again. Right? How about that? Well, I've had plenty of time to prepare for this podcast. You've been writing all night. Um, so, uh, really quickly, before I let you go to bed and catch a plane in the morning, um, what, where do we go from here with this Michigan State team? Looking forward really quickly to next season. Um, let's. I mean, the obvious question in this era of the transfer portal, and by the way, the 12 players on that Kansas State team were from the portal. 12, not one player on that Kansas State team started their collegiate career at Kansas State. So crazy. And then you have Michigan State yeah. on the other side that's basically homegrown. You have a couple transfers, but they're long-term transfers. They're not just guys they brought in for a quick fix. So basically, and so that's what we talk about, right? We talk about how there's no right way to handle the portal. Yeah, I mean, that proves it right there. You have one team that's all new. And one team that's homegrown, and they play a basketball game for the ages. So anyway, that's the story yeah. for another day. But I think that proves where college basketball is now. There's no right way or wrong way to do this. It's just you know your philosophy and what pieces you can get, and what a great game. But anyway, next year, who's coming back? Who who's gone? Who's graduating? Anybody? People. Right. Are- well, Joey's Joey's done. I mean, he took could technically apply for another year. That goes back to his. When he first got the Marquette and was out with an injury, a red shirt. But he's he's done, barring the most remarkable 
change of heart that's ever existed. I mean, Joey's done. He's told us multiple times. No, this is it. So Joey's the guarantee not back. Um, the the two you got to really wonder about that are seniors are Tyson Walker and Malik Hall. My gut and indications are I bet Malik Hall's back. And Tyson, I don't know. I, I To me, it's a toss-up right now. Um, he's likely not an NBA guy. I mean, he'll get a shot. He'll probably be in a camp. But, you know, he's not going to suddenly get taller. He's a guy that's going to probably make a lot of money playing overseas. Well, Jet, Howard, uh, Jet Howard's an NBA guy, apparently. So. Well, Jed Howard's got all the measurables. If you want to be an NBA GM and go ahead and take that guy, good luck to you. Yeah, Jed Howard, of course, if you didn't read Jed Howard, declared for the yeah. NBA draft. He's one and done at Michigan. That was a little bit of a – Yeah, let me just say – Maybe it wasn't a surprise to many people. It was a surprise to me. I just don't get it. But A dude who didn't make anybody around him better. Yeah. But whatever. Anyway. That's, that's a whole other story, too. Um, so, Tyson, so I think Tyson's a toss-up. The interesting thing with Tyson, if he comes back, you're wondering what that backcourt rotation looks like with Jeremy Fears coming in in the freshman class. Obviously, A.J. would be back and Jaden Akins would be back. Now, here's the thing about the transfer portal. I will say nothing, nothing surprises me anymore Mm -hmm. with the portal. So is there a surprise guy out there that transfers out of Michigan State? Well, that's what I was going to ask. I mean, there might be, right? right. I mean, you got right. some, you got some heavy hitting talent coming in. You got a really good recruiting class. So there and might I think there might be a guy or two on that roster that's looking around, looking over his shoulder and saying this maybe isn't for me anymore. Well, I don't think there's any Yeah, to me there's no doubt that a dude like Pierre Brooks is I I would put a heavy bet that he's out through the portal. I mean, the guy hasn't played and I don't remember last time he played. Um, another guy to keep an eye on is maybe Trey Holloman, mm-hmm. a youngerish point guard. But the minutes are going to be hard to come by next year, if especially if Tyson Walker's back. Does he rethink it? But the, the things you got to wonder about the surprise. We fall into the surprise if we're looking at dudes. And again, surprise being the key. Guys like AJ Hogard, does he want to go somewhere where someone's just going to let him shoot the ball twenty times a game? Now, is that smart? Nope. Would it be the best move for him? No way. But when's – I mean, these guys don't exactly have the market corner to making the smartest moves. And I'm not saying AJ, but right, right. best college but, but, players in general don't always I, make the best choice. Boy, he showed tonight, though, just what a special player yeah. that he can be. Because and, and, yeah, he will be – He can be, thrive. He, he can yeah. thrive. And I think I would hope that he would know that. that he right. Could this, would be, this would be his team. It is his team. This team goes by yeah, how even, he's yeah, even if Walker's yeah, it's his team. Yeah. If Walker's back, it's his team. There's no doubt. So I that would stun me. The Jade Nakins thought of that would stun me as well. I know if Tyson Walker's back, that if Tyson's gone, you're gonna see Jade Nakins role increase even more. So who knows if that plays in any I, I don't think it will again, these would surprise me. I don't think there's a concern there. But then you have to wonder about some of the bigs. You know, does Mahdi finish it out here? Does he go play one more year somewhere else? Uh, does Jackson Kohler look and say, uh-oh, I might be getting squeezed here. What do I do? Um, I, I think those are all things to think about. I don't know if they're necessarily going to happen. So, um, so yeah, you know, knowing exactly or for sure who it is. No, you never know. You're that's never, hard to say right now. You're going to know that. Yeah. That the is- idea, though, that this team comes back fully intact, I mean, and not counting Joey, I think is also a little bit of a stretch. So, it's gonna. We're, time will tell on this one, but don't be 
there could be a surprise one out there, man. It's you got a pretty good freshman class coming in with a couple dudes like Jeremy Fears at guard. Xavier Booker is a big who I still think is a couple year guy. I don't think don't expect him to walk in and be an All American. Um, Cohen Carr, really athletic wing. These guys are guys that are going to play, and it can be a good situation if they've got veteran guys around them because you're not counting on those freshmen to be the guy, right? So it could be a perfect spot for them. I mean, it it has the the makeup of a really really good roster in terms of blending that experience and and really good talent kind of incoming there. So it's just a matter of what's in everybody's head, man. And that's the day I got that one figured out. Jeez. So yeah. who, well, knows? who well, knows? Well, come on. Let's brainstorm here. What do we need to do to bring Joey back? <laughs> Joey's not coming back, man. Here's and the, it's, what, what's Joey going to do? That's what I want to know. Is he, and, Joey's going to get a shot in the NBA. He's going to get a Your shot. He's going to get a look. A lot of guys get looks, but he's an Yeah, over- but I think he's got he's got an actual chance. Yeah. Being a dude who's 6'9", who can shoot the ball like that, he's going to have a chance. Right. Now, he's got to get it done. But if that doesn't happen, again, a lot of these dudes make really good money playing other places. It Point doesn't have to just be in the NBA. Right. So, Joey's going to make money yeah. playing basketball if that's what he wants to do. So, I there's also a thing – guys get to a point they're just i'm done being in college that's fine but joey's been in college a long time that's fine but we you we, know we grew to like joey houses this year <laughs> yeah. dude if joey came back that would be that would be huge for this team because there's not really a player like him taking his place you know what i mean um the guys coming in, in the freshman class aren't really aren't really like joey um maybe malik hall becomes that if he's healthy next year in his back but there's you could have Joey come back and he's sliding right into the same role and you're not worried about it, what's doing anybody else. Yeah. Um, with Tyson coming back, now you've got a really congested backcourt. I mean, it's better to have that than have no guys, but mm-hmm. it's going to be an issue. Like, who plays? What's the rotation like? Who's happy? Who's well, angry? That's thing, and, it's a, and that's the problem. That's the double-edged sword in college basketball. Now, because you used to be, when you are Tom Izzo and you are 20 years ago and you used to be able to just, too bad if that young kid is pissed off that he's not playing. He's got a four-year scholarship. He'll be he'll get his time. When not now, yeah. you that's not not just about winning, but it's about keeping that guy happy so that he doesn't leave. I mean, you see this with like we hear about this all the time with the Michigan quarterback situation, right? We got to keep all these guys happy because we don't want them to leave, you know, because that's what they can do now. So um, it'll be interesting. Yeah, Joey's going to be fine. He'll get a look because anybody his size that could shoot three is always a good thing. He's got to get yeah. better defensively, I think. But uh, he can do that. Um, and, yeah, you're right. You go overseas now. I, I've been told that you don't make money instantly overseas. Usually your third year is when you start to make some money, um, some real money. But um, he's going to – yeah, if he wants to play basketball, he'll do fine. So I just – I enjoyed watching yeah. him here. And, um, you know, I enjoyed, uh, you know. Drinking. I'll say this. At this time last year, I would have bet there's no chance Joey's coming back. Mm-hmm. And he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take that for what it's worth. Yeah. I, but I really, really, really just think he's well. And Izzo's done always, my college time. Yeah, and Izzo's always said that he's honest with guys about telling them what the what they should do. And he probably would tell Joey, "You've been you've you've done your thing, and you you know it's time to move on and do go go be you and go make your money." And um, that's fine. So, yeah. Well, what? A, well, the other thing. Yeah, the other thing to think about, and don't. I know Tom goes on and on about the portal. Don't think they won't look for guys too. All right. I know that I'm just saying, don't think they're done completely building this roster. So, right. 
I, I can't tell you names and exactly who, but you never but stop looking. The roster building never stops now. So. He's held a scholarship or two open, right? He's got – he technically had three open this year. Yeah, so, I mean – Now, with four coming in, Joey leaving, it would if, if nobody else left other than Joey, it would technically be full. Right. And Tyson came back. Right. It would well, you technically know be full. You just know that's impossible. That's, I'd be stunned if Pierre Brooks is in a Michigan State uniform next year. There's, there's no way that nobody transfers out. There's no, right. it's, just, it's just college basketball today. Right. No. Well, what a ride. Yeah. Check back uh, Check back in a few months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully you get a little bit of time off here uh, before. Well, no, you got spring football probably coming up. So, uh, is there a spring game? Coming up. It's already going, man. Oh, when's the spring game? Yeah, April 15th. Are you having one? Hmm? I don't know. It depends. Mel Tucker was there tonight. I could have asked him and he would have not told me. Right. Because he doesn't answer questions. But Yeah, they were going. So the broadcast crew was going over that group. They were going through Charlie Bell and Mateen Cleaves and Matt Ishbia and Isaiah Thomas, blah, 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 blah. And then the other guy's like, oh, that's Kirk Plastic Gibson though. behind them. That's Kirk Gibson behind them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah. Baseball. <laughs> this just in, a former, former MVP and mm. World Series hero, but whatever. Yeah. There's a uh, there's Charlie Bell. <laughs> Charlie Bell, he, you know, he, uh, I remember I had a class with him when, anyway, when back when he won the national championship <laughs> and uh, I got him to autograph my, my Sports Illustrated. There was a really cool picture of him in there. So, and I don't know where that magazine is today, which really pisses me off. Oh, no. I know. All right. Uh, well, I hope you get some rest. Hope you get some, you know, at least some downtime. You've uh, covered this well. 98-93, Kansas State is a winner in overtime over Michigan State in the Sweet 16. By the way, this is what? Is those 15th Sweet 16, right? This, was, is. this was just yep. the fifth time he's lost in the Sweet 16 round. And uh, two years. Was he 10-4 and four coming in? Yeah, he was 10-4 and four in the Sweet 16 round coming into today. And two of the previous times when they lost, they made the Final Four the following year. So take that for what you will. Um, anyway, 98-93, Michigan State loses to Kansas State. Hell of a game. Kansas State will play on Saturday night against FAU to for a shot to go to the Final Four, just like everyone predicted. And on the other end of the bracket, UConn, who is looking really, really good. Um, they're going to play Gonzaga. Big comeback by Gonzaga. Right? Gonzaga, did they win? Yeah. Yeah, Gonzaga won. Yeah. Gonzaga oh, my God. Had, me into that thing. Oh, my yeah, God. They had a comeback uh, against UCLA. Um, so Gonzaga will play UConn. Then we got some more Sweet 16 games tomorrow. But a lot of you listening to this probably don't give a shit because <laughs> Michigan State is out. Tough way to – it's tough. But, again, if you just appreciate sports, uh, I, I don't know how anybody, Michigan State fan or not, can't appreciate the game that we watched tonight. Just uh, fun. And, and the refs let them play. And that's, you know, it's amazing what happens when the refs can let you play. Sometimes a good game comes out of it, you know. Uh, yeah. So anyway, 98-93, Kansas State beats Michigan State. Charbonneau's got all the coverage at DetroitNews.com. Um, you got Wojo who was there who uh, who chimes in with his uh, opinion. You could check that out as well. And Charbonneau will be also, I'm sure, analyzing this roster moving forward sometime in the fo- in the coming days. So make sure you check that out. But now it's really late, 1.30 in the morning. Matt's in New York. He wants to go to bed. He's got a flight. Matt, we'll talk to you soon. That's it. See ya.